It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! All right, let's get this over with. It is late, and I'm sure we won't be on here long. What's up, everybody? I'm Garrett, Jamie here, and the Chargers lose an absolute heartbreaker today. Are, are we done yet? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Oh, where do we start? Probably what happened at the end there, right? Oh, man, there's so much to talk about. Uh, well, let's talk most about of it the, not good. <laughs> well, let's talk about the very end because to me, and I don't know if we'll ever get a real answer from anybody, but to me, it certainly felt like the Raiders had to run a play, but they were pretty content on letting that clock just burn out and have that tie run out and then Staley took that time out and it was kind of like, okay, I guess we're going to play for it. Uh, Jacobs gets that first down and then they kick the field goal. But I don't know about you, Jimmy, but it seemed to me like Raiders were looking to tie. Yeah. I don't think the Raiders are going to run a play to be honest with you. I was yeah. sitting there watching it with my wife and I said, they're going to let the, the play clock run out. They're going to take the delay a game. Then they're going to kneel on it on third and 15, third mm-hmm. and nine, whatever it would have been. Yeah. So yeah, they were, I, I, I don't, you can't convince me the Raiders were going to run a play there. They were totally content to let that play clock run out and kneel on it on third and long and be done with it. The The clock would have worked out perfectly, would have been over, and both teams would have been in. Yeah. For whatever reason, Staley called that timeout, and frankly, I thought there were a 
couple time management issues late in that game that concerned me a little bit. One of them wound up working out for Staley later in the game, towards the end of the game. But still, <clears throat> I did not think he manages managed the timeouts very well down the stretch. I didn't think he managed the clock very well. There was really no reason to call a timeout on that third and four. Um, I don't know what what Staley thought he saw or what he thought was going to happen, but the Raiders weren't running a play. So that he and I, you could see Carr walk back to the sideline and say, "Fuck it, let's go for it." Yeah. So. They were not going to go for it, but they baited them into it. Yep. Yeah. There, I we're not in the chat. I mean, we didn't see this on Twitter, but it sounds like that uh, Derek Carr got pissed after they called the uh, the timeout and they ended up going for it. And it changed their minds. Todd said, Twitter said, or Carr said that the timeout changed their minds. And then here's Denny here talking about how they were going to basically run out the clock. So an easy tie. They would have both got in, wouldn't have lost anything. And instead, Staley decides to take a timeout for no real reason. I mean, they weren't nope. going to get the ball back then. They were going to either kneel it or kick a field goal. So, you know, either assume they're going to run the clock out and you tie or you defend like you're going to get the field goal. But to take a timeout, you're not going to get the ball back. So there wasn't a real point in calling that timeout. Yeah, all you're really doing is inviting the Raiders to second guess their decision making. Yeah, and it did. really yeah, and it really fucks me off here because Justin Herbert put up this valiant effort towards the end of the game in overtime and it's wasted because of this bullshit little timeout here. So, man, it's it sucks cuz Herbert was so good towards the end of that game. He was just brilliant. Yeah, and he kept overcoming drops and pressure and all kinds of things to make plays. I mean, third down incompletions and big strikes on fourth down. Um, so Herbert was amazing. He he and Nuosu and Bosa and to a lesser extent Derwin were the only ones who I thought really showed up at all today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we didn't see a lot of Keenan. We saw some Mike Williams late in that game, but uh, yeah, no Jared Cook, of course, no real tight end. Eckler uh, played great to begin with. Did you mention Eckler? I so didn't, I, but he played oh, well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he played good at the beginning, and then, man, there was just some bad things. And I, it's quite honestly, I mean, this is brutal, and uh, we can just kind of all commiserate together, but maybe this is the final straw. Maybe this is the game that gets Tom Telesco fired. If there's any silver lining after this, just horrific, horrific loss. Yeah. And I, we're never going to find out, but I would love to know who the fuck thought it was a good idea to have Kenneth Murray on the field, the whole game in the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Like, I, and yeah. not just on the field, but on well the field, in overtime on third down in mm -hmm. obvious passing situations, asking him not to rush the passer, not to blitz, but to cover. Who thought that was a good idea? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was because Tranquil was injured or whatever, but it, the Chargers were doing just fine with Nick Neiman and Amin Agbagamiga back there at linebacker. They did not need to go to whatever they thought was going to work this time around. I mean, they were lucky that Derek Carr sucks and he didn't get beat for a touchdown on that Zay Jones he was 35 yard plus touchdown that stupid PI penalty. He got when he tackled uh, the receiver downfield. What the hell He's, was that? <laughs> I dude, I don't know that he took that terrible angle on the third and 23 
Um, they, of course, the Mariota, Mariota keeper, he took a bad angle. They got a first down. He got juked again by Jalen Rashard late in that game. I mean, he was, he was a net negative. He was terrible. So was Chris Harris, but I don't, I don't understand what the game plan is and not to see that it didn't work early on and then go, fuck it. Let's get away from it. But then to continue to do it well into the game and even into overtime. I mean, Yes. To, to start with that game plan and to not change it is bad. But when you have a healthy Kaiser White and an apparently healthy Drew Tranquil, mm -hmm. both of whom are really good in coverage, and White's been arguably your best, most consistent defender all season. Yep, borderline pro bowler. How are you taking him and or Tranquil off the field mm -hmm. for Murray in obvious passing situations? And asking Murray to cover wide receivers in space, let alone 30 yards downfield. How, how does that game plan work? I mean, I'm sure. Well, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. But how do you get to that point? I, how do I you, don't know. How do you convince yourself that this is the spot to put Murray back in a basically a starting role and expect him to do the one thing you knew he couldn't do when you drafted him, which is cover? Right. Let alone shed a block or make a tackle or rush the passer or. Mm -hmm fucking anything <laughs> <laughs> but i i don't get it i don't get how you reach that point and i because i want to still believe in brandon staley i'm trying to convince myself that was a front office decision that they forced that on him and we will never know that answer it's pure speculation i will yeah. readily admit that because i don't want to lose that much faith in brandon staley and and ronaldo hill after year one but God damn, if that wasn't just a terrible game plan that had no chance of working before. I mean, could you see that didn't work in practice? I mean, it's not like he's going to be running with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. You should be able to see in practice if he can't cover. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't yeah, get it. I, I don't either, especially in a game with the magnitude that this one had. It, it was almost as if, it should have been kind of what worked the entire time, which was Tranquil and White next to each other, and then just play it until it didn't work. I, if Tranquil isn't 100%, I'm playing Tranquil as much as I possibly can, worrying about winning this game, and then kind of hoping he rests up and he's better for the next week. But you have to put all your cards on the table, and when you're putting your worst possible defender in there on passing downs, important third downs, well into overtime, he was in on that third down that uh, Josh Jacobs got late where they were able to get a closer field goal. When you're putting him in an important downs, I mean, playing him and getting tranquil rest is one thing. I, I guess I can make an excuse for that. But on important downs, passing downs, none of that makes any fucking sense. And I just don't know why they decided this game of all games in the entire year to then start to uh, trust that all of a sudden, Kenneth Murray's going to turn into a player that's fucked. It was a bad plan. It was a bad idea, and it cost them a lot today. It did. It and, cost them a lot. And, yeah. I mean, how are you not getting either Gilman or Campbell or somebody who can actually run and cover a little bit on the field in those obvious passing downs? I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand not giving Storm Norton any help. Yo, get him off the fucking field. He was basically a yield sign for Max Crosby and <laughs> he, to the quarterback. It was bullshit, a speed bump. You should have taken him. He was embarrassed on national television. Everybody was watching him get his ass kicked. 
we watched a true beating on television and nobody got that man help. How do you not get Trey Pipkins in there? Yeah, it, this game was too important. I know. I mean, it was clear early that it wasn't working. Just, Ugh. just like with Murray. Okay, he was a starter all year by default. Great. He showed some improvement towards the end of the year before he got sick. Now he's back. You put him out there. He struggled. Get Pipkins in there. Yeah. Pipkins is healthy. He's not coming off of COVID. He's played two great games in the last three games. Get him out there and give him a chance. See if you can change something, change the way things are going. I mean, just to say, screw it. We're going to leave Norton out there by himself on an island with Max Crosby and hope things work out. That's not coaching. There were, as much as I've praised Brandon Staley this year, there were a lot of things in that game that really raised a lot of questions about game planning and decision-making, game management, personnel management, lots and lots and lots of big red flags. And I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be honest with you guys if I didn't say it. Lots of big red flags in the biggest game of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and this is coming from two dudes who basically thought that Pipkins didn't amount to anything more than like a long John Silver's employee. And now we're asking him to come in in one of the most important games of the season. So there's a little bit of humility here. We're eating a little bit of crow, enough to say that he deserved to play today and he didn't. And, and that's that's really concerning. And But but man, Herbert is a star, man. How how beautiful was that comeback? Those, I mean, what were five fourth down conversions? Unbelievable. Including that fourth and 21 on the touchdown? Jesus Christ, man. He is just amazing. Yeah, phenomenal. And it is a damn shame he doesn't get to be in the playoffs. And we get to watch Roethlisberger and Carr. Fuck that noise. They're going to get bounced in the first round. It's going to be terrible. But man, Herbert was amazing. The Raiders are going to get steamrolled by the Bengals. Oh. Man, you think Pittsburgh's got any chance against KC? KC? No. no. <sighs> Pittsburgh is terrible. They back their way into the playoffs. They have oh. no offense. They're a stately timeout away from spending their offseason in Cancun and, Ro yep. and not having to see Roethlisberger. That's, and here's the other issue. We got to watch this Roethlisberger farewell, farewell parade. Tour. God yep. damn it, man. Talk We're all going to pretend that he's a terrible human being. We're just going to... Okay. All right. Anyway. Yeah, man. <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But, but Herbert, man, I mean, the, the two fourth down conversions, uh, three, three drives before the last one that included the touchdown, then three fourth down conversions. And then a touchdown pass with zero seconds left. You, we were texting back and forth. It felt like that 2018 KC game. You were right, man. It, it, totally it had all did. the makings of it. Yeah, oh, it, it really did. Beautiful. Especially that last touchdown catch to Mike Williams. Granted, he wasn't wide open like he was in 2018, but same exact feel. Like the game is over, down by multiple scores. They slowly claw their way back in. Um, Herbert was amazing. And, you know, Mike Williams, he took a lot of shit from me during the game. Most of it justified, but he made some big plays down the stretch, um, even though he still can't run away from Brandon Faison. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. They turned made Brandon Face on look like Daryl Revis today for some reason. He was he oh, man, yeah. He was he was benched early on the season and somehow he was able to hang with the Chargers today. 
Speaking of bad corners, how about Chris Harris Jr., man? He's gone, right? Uh, we, at least we don't have to see his be. ass. We, we don't get to see his ass anymore, so that's a that's a net positive. That's good. Maybe Telesco gets fired. There's some uh, good things we can pull from this. Little Did therapy any session. of the Chargers corners play well today? I guess Asante played pretty well. He had a yeah yeah he did okay he did all right um, Chris Harris you know, was shit Michael Davis couldn't get his head around uh, multiple penalties there was there was a lot of although penalties. I will I'll give Chris Chris Davis a little bit of a break Chris that, Davis I'm Chris sorry. Harris or Michael Chris Davis? Harris they're blending names yeah. there I'll give Chris you're Harris already Jr. on the baseball season <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Chris Harris Jr. a little bit of a break that pass interference penalty before the half was complete and utter bullshit. Carr is throwing that ball away, plain as day. He's throwing that ball away. It's 20 yards away from where the receiver is. There's no prayer of catching that ball. That is not pass interference. Yeah. Not in a game like that. You can't cl- you can't call that. You just no. can't. And, and Zay, couple- Zay Jones totally flopped on that too. Oh, yeah. You can totally then- see on the replay. And then the holding penalty on Nuoso, the defensive uh, holding penalty against uh, fuck that, that. <laughs> that happens on every play. Now yeah. we're calling that because they didn't get a touchdown. Uh, I, yeah. I actually thought they were going to call him for roughing the passer because he blew Carr up on that play when he hit him. But he sure did. Yeah, yeah. Just and, yeah. There were some really bad calls today. There was some terrible officiating. I'm not blaming the game on it because obviously the Chargers. No, I mean the game, defense but... didn't play well and the the offense disappeared for two quarters. Yeah. Yeah, the the penalties really killed the Chargers. Um, but man, there were some awful that that uh, that call on Darren Waller engaging in a block and then getting caught up with Nuoso and calling holding was bullshit. That um, Norton, while well, he held throughout that game, the one where he, they called the hold on Max Crosby, Max Crosby trips Justin Herbert, and then they give him a sack on that play and decline the penalty. That was also a really, really, really bad, bad call. Did he trip him with his feet? I thought he got yeah. he reached down and tripped him with his arm. No. no, 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 no. I thought he swiped him with his hand. Uh-uh. No, no, he tripped him with his feet. Hmm. It was bad. The uh, the man downfield. Uh, I don't know. That was kind of rough to me. That was ticky tack. I know they were. He was maybe five yards, six yards, and you don't want to. You definitely don't want to scramble an RPO. You either run it or pass it. Or hand it off. You don't want to scramble and run sideline to sideline, but still, that was that was kind of uh, ticky tack. But yes, the the penalty on Chris Harris Jr. absolute bullshit. The touchdown where Chris Harris had to run with Renfro and then basically let him catch the touchdown in front of him and then raised his hands like, "What the fuck again?" Yeah. Like somebody else needs to do something. I don't know. It couldn't Who be his fault. That? He just watched him <laughs> run a a four break route, a four move route. <laughs> Oh God, man. Oh, how terrible. How? Oh man. I, I almost jumped through the roof of my house when Bosa had that strip sack at the and end Justin of the game. Jones didn't fall on it. And I thought Jones had it. He, he dove on it and it was in his arms. I thought he had it. And then he rolled and it came out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was man. Everybody wants us to roast Kenneth Murray. That's, that's what the chat wants. How, how much? I mean, we've been roasting the guy all year. What else can we say? He's terrible. Yeah. There's nothing he does well. He's not good against the run. He doesn't tackle well. He doesn't rush the passer well. He clearly can't cover. His angles are terrible. 
Did I miss anything? No, no. He had a dog shit game today uh, in the most important game of the season. And for whatever reason, he got more snaps than I can remember in a long time. A game that he should not have been on the field for. uh Uh-uh. Man. There is no justifying putting him on the field in that game. I don't care what round he was picked in. I don't care what you traded up for, what you traded to go up and get him in the draft. None of that shit matters. He is the fifth best running back or the fifth best linebacker on the roster. And they only carry five on the roster. Yeah. He's not good. Yeah. We talked about all the bad things he did today, including the tackling that receiver on the PI and, you know, he's a, he's a touchdown away from, you know, me wanting to find him. Not really, but you know, he was, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was covering Zay Jones, 35 plus yards downfield was, uh, should have been the thing that all clicked to us and like, Oh shit, they're really going to depend on Kenneth Murray this game. Aren't they? Cause that, I mean, I could not believe that they let him go. If Derek Carden sucks so bad, that's an easy touchdown. Yeah. They had a couple like that. There was one to Waller late in the game. I think it was an overtime right before they kicked their, their first field goal that Carr missed him by 10 yards and threw the ball out of bounds. Um, Carr did not play well. At one point, he was 11 of 23. Uh, I don't think he played all that well, and they still managed 32 points because penalties and stupid mistakes. But it's just a weird game. The whole the whole game was yeah. bizarre to me. None of it makes any sense. Yeah, they didn't really go to anything that really like got them there. They decided to go – I don't know if, if they were just overthinking it and trying to – run Murray out, giving them a different look, but I just, I don't, I don't understand why they wanted to, I I don't know. I'm making up excuses. I I have no idea why any of that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about that fourth down try? Oh, from the 18 18 yard line. What the fuck was that? If you (laughs) dude, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I, it was, it was Staley saying analytics be damn well going back. I guess they said that he, he should have gone for it. The, uh, whatever that fourth down bot guy on Twitter is, but man, I don't know. I don't know why you go, why anybody would go for it there and it, not only go for it, but then the play call was just, was just bad. They, they, it didn't, it was over before it even began. That was a bad call too. the, the decision to go for it, the play call, all of it was bad. Yeah, all of it was bad. They ran this basically ran the same play twice to the same side of the line after Phylon blew it up yeah. the first time. I I don't get it. But I mean, look, there's a situation, you know, there are situations where you might have to go for it there. You know, if you're down a score with two minutes to go and you've got to advance the ball, yeah, you go for it. There are certainly situations there, but I think they were still in the middle of the third quarter at that point. They were only down seven. Or no, they were down three. There was no reason yeah. to go for it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just saying I don't trust this defense to make a to get a stop, which I guess I understand to an extent. Yeah. But well, they got a stop, and they only were down six after that. But yeah, if you're going to go for it, why not put the ball in Justin Herbert's hands? Why try to be a power running team with Austin Eckler? Why not find a way to get Keenan open in the flats or figure out some way to get run it with Herbert? Do something. But to run the same play twice in a row was not good and I, I didn't care for the decision at all i i mean he's done it all year he said it well he did it all year except for the last two weeks 
really, two or three weeks. Um, and he said this is who they're going to be, but that just didn't make sense in that situation to me. Mm-mm. No, that uh, that was another a bad one from Staley. He had a couple of them here on a pretty important game. There were a lot of them. Obviously. I mean, our, so let me ask you this: Has his did his decision making, personnel, game management, all that? Did that change his opinion of you at all tonight, or your opinion of him? Sorry, of him at all tonight? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, how how does it not? He's, I mean, this was the most important game of Herbert and Staley's career. And Staley, I mean, we're, if we're if we're going by the chat, it was pretty clear in what Carr's saying. Who knows if it's true or not? But their whole mindset changed when Staley called a timeout late in that game. They basically had a playoff spot wrapped up where the Raiders basically agreed to tie the game. They both go to the playoffs and run that clock out, which seemed pretty apparent to me watching it on television. I'm not on the field. Figured to me that uh, Staley saw it too, but he called the timeout for no real reason. Uh, He didn't need to use the timeout because he's not getting the ball back. So Chargers are all but guaranteed a playoff spot, and he called the timeout. I mean, there you got a question that Staley on his own cost the Chargers a playoff spot. Not mentioning going for it on you know on the 18 and some other bat playing Kenneth Murray um, at linebacker as much as he did today. I just, I mean, he's the at, at the end of the day he's the head coach and he made that decision to call the timeout. He made the decision because he's the defensive coordinator with Ronaldo Hill to play Kenneth Murray as much as he did. That was part of the game plan. So you have to in a game as important as this question his ability as a coach. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't. Yeah, I agree. We've been defending him all year. Um, he's made some mistakes, and you you hope he learns from them, but there were some glaring mistakes. Glaring mistakes today that really concerned me. The, the, the timeout at the end of the game, I thought, concerned me. I, I was surprised he let 30 or 40 seconds run off the clock after the strip sack of Derek Carr just let the clock run out. I mean, it, it, it wound up working out in his favor, but in that situation, you always want as much time on the clock as you can get. And to let 30 or 40 seconds run off the clock was not good. Some of the personnel decisions were not good. Not doing anything to help Norton was a problem and not making any adjustments. Um, lots of big mistakes for sure. And it's stuff, it's stuff that hopefully somebody makes him answer for. Hopefully somebody like Daniel Popper asks him 
hard questions and make some answer for it. Who knows if we'll get honest answers, but man. Yeah. Some, some tough, tough things to swallow. Yeah. And I, and there are some people who are uh, giving it to us a little bit in the chat saying that uh, the problem was that they didn't stop the run. And, and while that's, uh, I get it. Uh, they absolutely needed to stop the run. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going off an inkling of what uh, Derek Carr said. If Derek Carr's lying, that's fine. But seemed to me there's no real positive in kicking a field goal. If the field goals 50, almost 60 yards, if they get stopped again, to do not just kneel it and let the game go out rather than risk it being blocked or being short and having Andre Roberts maybe return it. I mean, we're going through hypotheticals here, but I, I understand. I understand that uh, really what happened is the Chargers couldn't stop the run. They need to stop Josh Jacobs on third down. They didn't. They extended it and made it a shorter field goal. I mean, that's that's the bigger thing here. But uh, the underlining storyline here, and I'm you know not, we're not starting rumors. It's just what Carr's getting at. Is that uh, they were they had a different mindset and it changed once uh, Staley took that timeout. Yeah, and I see people saying third and twenty three was bigger for the Chargers. That was big before the half there. Um, however, they got another third down later in that drive and had that drive stopped. And that's the that's the same possession that they got the the pass interference call on against Harris. That extended that drive and put the ball in the one for a touchdown right before the half. So did that give you Ray Diddle Diddle Ray uh, up the middle of it? Hey Diddle Diddle Ray up the middle. Totally. Vibes? Yeah. How could it not? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awful. It was yeah. He just kept running and running and running, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then it they seemed like him. the play took ten minutes, and you're going, "This can't happen, can it? Yeah, this yeah. can't happen, can it?" And then, of course, the line on the TV, the yellow line, was like a yard and a half before the actual stick. So, like, or after the stick. So it seemed like they stopped him short. But then, on you know, on the field, he, they were right at the first down marker. It was crazy, man. There and they had a lot. Go and man, early on, that officiating really, really, really played a pretty big impact on the game. I really wish they would have let them play a little bit more today. There's just some bull. I mean. There's some atrocious calls and granted a lot of it was against the chargers, but that like face mask towards the end on Derwin was a no call. There were some bad ass calls today. Yes. Lots of bad calls. Most of them went against the chargers or oh, yeah. some, there were a lot of missed holds that didn't go, that didn't help out the chargers either. Yeah. Um, who said that somebody there's a, there's a comment in the, in the chat saying that who was that Rick, from Rick Russell and Staley's press conference. He said, Murray gives us our best man to man cover guy. Huh? Are we, he's not, we're talking about Kenneth Murray, right? Not Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Are we watching the same guy? Andy Murray. Anybody it's gotta be Eddie Murray. I'd take Eddie Murray over <laughs> Kenneth Murray right now. <laughs> Wow. I I don't even know what to say about that. Oh, God. Have we not been watching the same guy all, for the last two years? I I don't know, man. I, I really don't want to question Staley. I really don't. I mean, you have to now, but man, this, this press conference is going to be tough. Oh, but I, you know, uh, let's, let's talk positives. I mean, Herbert, obviously great today. Um, Probably won't see any more Chris Harris Jr., right? 
probably don't have to watch Storm Norton right tackle very much longer. God, I hope not. Um, what else we got? Maybe a Telesco firing. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps two or three new interior defensive linemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody loves Jordan Davis. Will Will the Chargers load up on edge and go get somebody like a Hassan Reddick? Mm-hmm. Or uh, Robert Quinn? Somebody like that? So here's a question from Drew. Do you guys think the team under or overperformed overall this season? There's just no depth at so many positions. I think we've said pretty much all year that they overperformed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you um, want to just, if you want to talk about how, like what a wizard Staley is, even though we've been talking shit about him for the last 20 minutes, um, <laughs> chargers, the healthiest team going into this week of the NFL. So, I mean, he had all his guys ready and at disposal. That's a pretty big thing. And, uh, kudos to him with the injury luck and whatnot. But yes, I think they they overperformed. We've, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, I definitely think they overperformed. I mean, they had they had Michael Schofield and Storm Norton playing the right <laughs> side of the line for most of the year. Yeah, they were rotating guys like Brandon Fehoko and Joe Gazziano and Forrest Merrill and all these guys at defensive tackle for a good chunk of the year. Tavon you even throw Campbell, Jerry Tillery in that in that Tavon mix. Campbell playing corner. I already forgot that bum uh, Trey Marshall just remembered playing some DB and they had some uh, real bad depth this year for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, they had, they had a chance today to make the playoffs and get that six seed, but his defense just was not good enough. Not today and not all season. Really? I mean, really most of the team wasn't good enough. Uh, you know, Herbert got hot there at the end of the game. I mean, hot. He needed 18 plays to go 75 yards. So um, he got hot on fourth downs, we'll say, mm. at the oh, end yeah. of the game there. Well, um, that mattered for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying I, I lost track of, lost <laughs> my track of thought. Um, yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. Add to that what, what we went through on the softball field today and the whole thing, <laughs> the whole day was shitty. <laughs> Oh man, that's too bad. Um, let's see. Positive was Palmer. Troy says Palmer made some good plays today. What Palmer about Palmer made some good plays? Guyton flashed a couple times. Nuoso that... was a stud. Hey, that catch on the sideline by Jalen Guyton going down, getting an elbow down, beautiful towards the end of that game. That was so clutch to get them close enough to get that touchdown. That was huge. Yeah, that was his best catch as a charger by far, given the circumstances and having to go down to the ground to make the play. Hmm. Um, sorry, getting distracted by the chat. That's um, all right. Yeah, I mean, there were positives. Nuosu was amazing tonight. He was oh, yeah. everywhere. Um, making plays against the run, tipping passes, getting to the quarterback. All of it was good. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was great. He played a great game. Joey Bosa came up clutch late, got that strip. I can't believe Justin Jones didn't come down with that, but that's all right. Uh let's see. Uh Teddy Ruxpin says Staley only called that timeout because he wanted to stick to his morals. You are not the one I wanted to call. Bup, bup, bup. Staley said his pressure. I missed it. 
Staley said in his presser that he took the timeout because his number one thought was making the Raiders field goal as long as possible. What Didn't does the timeout work. do there? To get a play going so they can stop it? I guess to get the right fit. Didn't work. Okay. Mm. Well, yeah, so it didn't work. Man. Uh, let's see. Leron, you seem new. What's up, man? Uh, don't know if you guys addressed this earlier. Oh, just missed it. Um, but do you think we should have gone for two at the end of the game? I was almost certain we would, knowing Staley. No, because they had to ensure a tie. Yeah. Yep. A tie or a win would have got them in the playoffs. So getting the tie there was fine. Yeah. I, I, I kind of figured they were going to kick that extra point, but that was the right move. Uh, let's see. Um, people focusing. Oh, what's the most important upgrade this up season? Interior defensive line. You sound like us the last six years, Jamie. <laughs> right tackle is definitely uh, one of them. For sure. Hey, Spike WK. Best part of the season having you two back. Thank you. We're glad Thank to you. be we back. We appreciate that. Yes. All right. Um, send us any of your last minute questions. We'll get these in. Um, Real tough loss. At least we don't have to watch them break our hearts again. That's nice. And uh, let's hope that uh, there's no Chris Harris Jr. or Storm Norton or hopefully, hopefully, Tom Telesco. So let's let's end with this. We've, okay. we've talked – it's been all over Twitter, all, a lot of speculation with Vic Fangio getting fired by the Broncos. Yes. Do you think – Brandon Staley tries to bring in Vic Fangio as some sort of a consultant or associate head coach or even DC to help out with the defense. Uh, I I think there is a next to no chance that he brings him in as DC. I mean, him and Ronaldo Hill are co-DCs. I don't know that Staley wants to give up the play calling, and also I don't know he gets rid of Ronaldo after his first year already. Um, Fangio can easily get a DC job anywhere. As soon as it opens up, he's going to get a lot of calls. The only way I could see him signing with the Chargers is if he's one of those guys who kind of wants to sit back a little bit and not like go straight into the DC pool and kind of hang out with, you know, a mentee that he uh, worked with a lot in Staley and maybe used him as a some kind of like co coach somewhere else, position coach or something if he just wanted to kick back a little bit, but I don't, I don't see the DC. Everybody's talking about getting him in as defensive coordinator right away. I don't, I don't see that, that happening at all. Maybe if he wants to come and be a part-time, you know, something on the staff coach, maybe. Yeah. I, um, I don't see him firing Ronaldo Hill. I don't see him demoting Ronaldo Hill. And to be honest, Hill does not call the plays. So, I'm not sure you can blame him. And I think most of their issues are personnel and execution related. So I don't think, I don't think Fangio comes in as a DC. If he comes in, maybe it's his associate head coach, something along those lines, yeah. some kind mm -hmm. of a senior defensive coordinator. 
Um, but my guess is if Fangio goes anywhere for anything other than a head coaching job, it's going to be a, a DC job where he's calling the defensive plays. And I don't know why he would come in and work for Staley if he's not calling the plays. So I, I hate to rain on everybody's parade. I seriously doubt that happens. I think Hill stays unless he takes a job somewhere else, mm-hmm. a, a college job or something, but I don't think Hill has done enough to stand out to want anybody to be a head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't see him making a lateral move for another DC role unless it's to call plays. Yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere and I don't see Staley selling him out um, and, and scapegoating him after one year. So yeah, I think it's very unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. All right. Jared Saul already off to off season. I'm sure you guys are going to take a break, but when do you plan on talking about the draft after the Super Bowl? Um, I think so. Uh, we haven't really talked. We haven't planned that out yet. The real so, what we're going to do in the off season, and I guess we can talk about this now, is uh, Jamie and I are going to uh, release a Patreon, and on the Patreon we're going to go through our like draft analysis and stuff, and give you guys the opportunity to like see our grades and where we rank players by position and all that stuff we talk about on the podcast, but like ranked and. And everything else. So there's going to be a lot of uh, different things we're going to do through that. So look for that this offseason. We're thinking about doing it during the playoffs, but the Chargers didn't make it. So we'll push that off a little bit longer. Um, we'll have some more video stuff for you guys. We got some merch coming. Uh, that's all coming real, real soon. So uh, look for that uh, probably when we launch our draft stuff. Right, Jamie? Probably around yeah, that time? I would think so. Yeah. So th- guys, thanks for sticking with us. This after hours has been awesome. We, uh, at the beginning of the season, we're trying to figure out ways in which to mix up the content, make it fresh and doing these after hour shows has been uh, real sweet, especially because you guys have been coming on and commenting and it's been tough. There's been like the Texans games where it's been rough. And then after the Cleveland game where it's been a real high after the Cincy game where it's been real high, it's been a roller coaster this year. So we appreciate everybody sticking with us. Thanks for listening. And uh, just make sure that uh, you check us out. We'll be here on YouTube putting up a lot more stuff this offseason. Craig, uh, who you guys know, Craig Smith, is going to be dropping some stuff on here. And then uh, keep an eye out on that Patreon. We're going to be doing that very, very soon. So appreciate you guys. We love you all. Thanks for sticking with us this season. Jamie, any f- parting thoughts before we get off here shoot tom telesco and kenneth murray straight into the sun oh boy i'm glad you finished that sentence (laughs) boy that got dark (laughs) holy shit (laughs) fire them into the sun shoot kenneth murray and tom telesco into the sun yes thank you (laughs) all right guys appreciate you guys i'm glad we're back thank you so much we love you all and uh, we'll get this podcast up soon See you next time. Thanks, everybody.